You are listening to the Fire Rescue Athlete Podcast with your host, Aaron Zamzow. What's up, everybody? Aaron Zamzow here with the Fire Rescue Athlete Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, something that's near and dear to my heart. It's about workout programs for firefighters, EMTs, and medics. And uh, the reason why this one is so important to me is because this is what really got me started in uh, working towards, uh, well, creating fire rescue fitness and uh, creating workout programs. Um, obviously, um, is what we do here with FRF and creating these resources. But it all started about 15 years ago. Ah, gosh, even more than that, 16, 17 years ago. When I got started in my first academy, I looked for um, resources, you know, namely a, a program that would help me perform better in my first Academy. Cause I wasn't doing very well physically. I was training kind of like a bodybuilder, not like a, a fire rescue athlete. So I, uh, went to Amazon, which is, uh, where a lot of books were being, you know, bought at that time. Um, it's just kind of a new service. And so I, I researched it, found a book, actually the only book, and it was written by someone who, uh, you know, was from a, a bigger department, but, um, they were trained in the same way I was. And it really spurred me on to say, Hey, you know what? I need to start training myself like I would my regular athletes. And then I started to, uh, even, uh, go a step further and interview some of my old strength and conditioning coordinators. And as I got more and more involved with the fire service, I started to realize how we should train to be more effective and efficient with our workout programs. So that brings me to what we're going to talk about today are the essential firefighter workout program components. Now, there is no, you know, perfect be all end all um, workout for for every firefighter, EMT and medic. But I believe that if you're working out and if you're in the fire service, there are really five things that your fitness program or your workout program needs to address. Now, these things, again, are are imperative to helping you move better, to helping you f not only move better, but feel better. But um, they they will help with, uh, you know, improving strength, with improving mobility and all the different things that will help to improve performance, reduce injuries, and to prolong your career. And let me just reemphasize those three points right there. I think any and every workout program that a firefighter um, is following needs to do those three things. Uh, it can do all those things or maybe put more emphasis on one than the other. But if you're right now listening to this, I want you to think about what you do for fitness and, and really look in the mirror and say, hey, if what I'm doing is, is what I am doing, helping me perform, uh, improve my performance, is it helping me reduce my chances of injuries? And is it going to help me prolong my career? Now let's take the bench press, a 300 pound bench presser. Guys like to go to the weight room. Um, I see it every Monday when I go to firehouses all over the country, you know, Monday's chest and try day. And my first question is why, because you don't isolate muscle groups on the fire ground. So why are you isolating them in the, the workout room? Um, let me reiterate that you don't isolate muscles on the fire ground. So why are you doing that within your workout program in the gym? We'll get to that point a little bit later, but, uh, you know, I see that chest and tri day and, you know, guys, there's a lot of strong people and a lot of fire departments. And here's my take guys and, and, and girls and, and brothers and sisters. If you're bench pressing 300 pounds off of you on a fire scene, you got a lot of crap going wrong. 
You got other things to worry about other than, you know, how much you bench, bro. So I want you to look and, and take a look at what you're doing currently and think about, are you incorporating these different components? And if not, what can you add to your program to uh, improve? Because ultimately, again, everything you do with your fitness should should look at, you know, improving performance, reducing injuries and prolonging your career. So, uh, you know, again, with that bench press, it might help with your strength, but if you can't move your shoulders because you're so immobile from benching so much, is that really going to transfer to a performance improvement when you got a hump hose line, um, you know, or you have to move a patient where you have to use your mobility to get them around steps and, t and, and bathtubs and, and toilets and whatnot, you know, cause I know it seems like most people pass out between the toilet and the uh, bathtub. That's just the way it goes in our business. So you got to be ready and you got to train for it. So here we go. Let's look at and talk about these five different things. Again, these, um, you know, it's not an all encompassing list that I'm going to give to you, but I think if your workout program addresses these five things, you're, you're, uh, you're well on your way. So the first thing is that you need to have a plan. Let me reiterate that you need to have a plan. I see all over the country, firefighters who just go down. We just talked about, you know, chest and tricep, um, or going down to do your, your, uh, friends workout or, you know, your significant others workout or the workout of the day, uh, which irritates the crap out of me because well, what about the workout of the next day? And what about the workout of the previous day? You have to have a plan. And I think where most of us fail, to be honest, is that we're like, Hey, well, I'm going to get back in shape. And you go back to what you did in high school. Look, you're no longer in high school, number one. You're no longer playing that sport that you did in high school, number two. And number three, you're only going to do, let's face it, what you want to do. So Monday's going to be chest and try, back and by on Tuesday. You're going to skip leg day. And then Thursday, maybe you'll do a little cardio. Friday, you'll maybe hit arms. And then Saturday, uh, you'll skip. And then Sunday, you'll, you'll maybe go and do a little cardio. But you're going to go back through that for the first three or four weeks of the year. And then all of a sudden you're in February where we are right now. And, and where is your progress and where is your program? So the first thing you need to do is have a, a plan and the plan that needs to be based off of what we call periodization. So one part builds on the next. So you got to build your body's functional capacity first. Like, you know, usually that, that is considered more of a high rep, uh, a modified, um, rest period, but you want to, you know, put emphasis on building core foundational strength muscles. So build a good core, work on mobility, then slowly add strength. And then you can look at more muscular development and power, but you need a systemic system, systematic, not a systemic, a systematic approach to this. And when I would work with my athletes, we would base this off of seasons, right? You have your preseason, you have your your in season, you have your post season, uh, and then you kind of have um, a little bit of where you can what we used to call is like a program development or physical development. So if I had a, a a defensive back that needs to work on their their first step, we'd really really place a lot of emphasis on that. Or if you had a lineman that needed to work on their um, their footwork, we'd we'd place emphasis on that. So uh, unfortunately, in our business, we don't have that. We don't have a down season. We don't have a preseason, a postseason. So you have to address where you're at currently and build on that to get to the next phase. Um, that's why it's so important to not let yourself get out of shape. You want to always stay in shape. So you just keep building on what you have, but 
First thing you need to do is stop being that person that goes down and does a workout of the day. You got to think about what you're doing the next day. You got to think about what you're doing the next week. And one workout needs to build on the next. Now, the second thing you need to do within your workout program is focus on core strength and balance. Core strength and balance. Uh, I've read some research and there's some research out through IFF, IFC that states that 50% of all firefighters, uh, EMTs and medics that work on a career department at some point uh, would injure their back. And, and I think that statistic is even low. As you're listening to this, there's probably 50% of us, if not more, that have had that injury or tweak in their back. So having a strong core is uh, very, very important. It's the utmost importance for us to reduce our chances of injury. And what I mean by core is not like, um, you know, crunches and sit-ups, obviously. And I think a lot of people have started to move away from that. Uh, but it's developing muscles of the obliques. It's de developing muscles of the deep abs um, and also the glutes and shoulders. So I believe that that's all part of the core. Your program must place emphasis on that, especially with fire rescue athletes. We get hurt a lot in, in twisting motions. Think about moving patients, moving hose line. They call that the transverse plane. So you need to do exercises that will help uh, make you more resilient through that plane. Uh, for example, you want to do side planks, holding them. You can also do them for reps by letting your hips drop and then bring them back up. But side planks are important. Glute bridges where you're on your back and you're pushing your hips up. Regular planks. Those type of movements are essential to firefighters, EMTs, and medics. And also working on the small, fine muscle groups and tendons and ligaments of the shoulders. You might have heard ball T's, Y's, and W's. Or if you've injured your shoulder, you know what I mean with external and internal rotation. Make them a part of your workout program. So you got a program, and within that program and plan, you got to make sure you work your core. The next thing you got to do is you got to address your cardiovascular system. You got to address cardio training. And, you know, I think when you think of that, most people go, oh, I don't want to go for a run. Well, I'm right there with you. I don't want to run either. Uh, but cardio training can mean a couple different things. You want to build a good, solid cardiovascular conditioning base. You can do that with walking and running, jogging. You can do that with biking. Um, and then on top of that, you want to work at building your cardiovascular recovery and almost working what we call more of the anaerobic uh, threshold. And I think the combination of those is great. And, and how you do that is you work intervals. I like to do intervals at the end of my workouts. And what I'll do is incorporate in five or six movements that we use on the fire ground. So I'll crawl, I'll do sledges, I'll do drags, I'll do pushes, I'll do pulls, I'll do steps. I'll do, um, I like to throw a burpee in there. Now we're not burpeeing on the fire ground, but I'll tell you what, the burpee really mimics that breathless feeling you get when you're on air. So I throw those in there and I'll do them in intervals. A lot of the people that follow FRF programs do them. We call them um, uh, interval overhauls or we call them afterburners where they're about 10 minutes of just doing intervals at the end of your workout. You're really fatigued and it's a great way to boost your, your cardio, boost your metabolism. And it really, really helps you with your a recovery. So with cardiovascular conditioning, you want to build a solid base and then you want to throw in intervals to help you improve your VO2 max and to simulate what we do on the fire ground. Cause you always are right. You're at, you're at a scene and the chief is like, Hey, we need charge hose line up to the second floor. And it is a lot of work, especially if you're on air 
once you get there, then it's a little bit, Hey, downtime, let's rest a little bit. And then boom, you're back at it, right? You're moving that, that hose line. Okay. Rest a little bit. And that kind of, that's an interval movement. So I think by incorporating intervals within your workout program, you are going to not only, um, you know, improve your performance, but, uh, it's, you're really going to set yourself up for being ready for those, those high anaerobic movements. All right. So you got a plan within that plan is good core movements, a good solid cardio uh, foundation with intervals on top right now. The fourth thing is this is where we're up for some debate. The fourth thing is you program at some point. I'm saying this must contain full body functional strength exercises. Let me say that again. The program at some point must contain full body functional strength exercises. Now, what do I mean by that? I'll tell you this, and we we mentioned this earlier in the podcast. Back and biceps, chest and triceps, legs, separating those body parts and training, I know is sometimes fun, but think about every call you've ever had. Have you only just isolated back and biceps? Have you only just isolated chest and triceps? Unless you're a chief and you're pointing to the fire, like, hey, guys, fire's over there. Um, you're not isolating. And then you go in the gym and you isolate. So my my uh, plea to you is start doing some full body movement. Start training full body for two reasons. One, it's going to help boost metabolism. Two, it helps mimic all the different movements um, that we we do use and see in our job every single day. Now, that's not saying that somewhere down the road, you can't go back to body part training. As a matter of fact, I just created a new workout program called the FRF Super Strong Program where we do both. It's a hybrid of body part training, and then we focus on full body training twice a week. Uh, I'm sorry, twice. Well, yeah, twice within the week. Um, it also incorporates in you know fire ground movement patterns and how you can do that. But I think for someone who's just getting started in the fire service, if you're preparing for an academy, preparing for a CPAT, or if you're out of shape and you're looking to get back into shape, start with full body fitness. Um, movements like even you know lunges, lunges with curls, squats to press, a deadlift. And if you're doing them, do them in, in workouts. So you might do a workout with a deadlift. Then you might do a push-up. You might do a body row, squat to press, lunges, all those within the same workout program. Because again, we don't isolate. You never isolate on, on a call. So getting yourself back into shape or getting yourself into fire rescue um, fit mode or getting FRF, as I like to say, you're going to use these these all these muscles. So push-ups, goblet squats, lunges, pull-ups, they strengthen all the joints in the, in the body in different planes of motion and also, um, you know, I think are, are staples in your program. So if you've been training that body part training and you're having a little bit of struggle with it, go to full body three times a week. And uh, a lot of our FRF programs do follow that pro that particular um, training scheme. Our FRF Ultimate One and Two is probably one of the best ones to start with. So you got a program, a plan, right? You're working your core, you're working cardio, doing some intervals. You got full body training in there. And now the last thing, and this is where I think um, it's debatable whether this is the biggest or not. I think part of it is that we don't have a plan, and secondly, I think within that plan, we do not emphasize mobility exercises and warming up properly. I'll see, especially this is going out to the younger generation out there. 
I'll see a lot of you guys go down to the gym and get right after it. Just start into it. And, um, you know, I, I used to do that myself. And I think a lot of people, especially when you get in your mid forties, like I am, are going to say, darn, I wish I would have paid more attention to my mobility, to my flexibility. It's the first thing that goes. And it's one of the most valuable because you need to stay limber. You need to step up high to get into the trucks. You need to be able to twist and, and turn and, and change elevation on scene a lot. And mobility really, really helps with that. Mainly with uh, active movements, you want to make sure whenever you go into workout that you warm up the body, warm up the core temperature, get blood flow to the deep to the tendons and, and to the ligaments and to the muscle groups that you're going to use. And, um, and then also adding a strength, a stretch component at the end of your workouts and even on your off days to help with recovery. And again, mobility. I think that, you know, that's really, really important. We talked about the bench press before, you know, you can might be able to bench press 300 pounds, but if you can't, move your shoulders, you know, if you can't itch your back and you tweak your shoulder reaching for a can of, of, uh, something in a cupboard, which happens a lot, uh, that's going to happen again on the fire ground. And you might wind up leaving your crew in jeopardy because of your lack of mobility. So you need to warm up properly. That includes foam rolling, and then make sure that you incorporate stretching into your workouts. Personally, I like to do what I call four minute stretch routines. It's basically using yoga poses holding for 20 seconds. I do six poses at the end of my workouts, helps me cool off. And I really, really feel like it helps me prepare for what's coming next, whether that's the rest of my shift or the workout the next day uh, or the next call. So there you go. Five components. Let's review. Have a plan. Work your core. Have to have some heart, including intervals. Full body training, full body strength training at some point and focus on mobility and flexibility exercises. They have to be placed in uh, every single workout to help you move more efficiently. And that also transfers to strength. In my academies uh, that we run, you know, we actually did for a while, we do a bench press test just uh, to get us some numbers. We've been working with a, a local university and they're doing some statistics for us. So uh, I know what you're thinking. You're like, dude, you just said bench press isn't really the best thing for us. You know, well, this in this case, we're using it for research basis, but we have our recruits bench press and then we go through and we work a lot of mobility, stability, body weight stuff. We use TRX and then test them eight weeks later. And I almost uh, I think it's unanimous. One hundred percent of my athletes have improved strength uh, and some of them off the wall. Like we had one gentleman bench 235 four times eight weeks later without touching a bench. He was up to 273 times because of his uh, improved mobility and um, stability within his shoulder shoulders. So that mobility stuff really, really works. And the core training really, really works. It helps to transfer onto whole body strength, what we call functional strength when it comes to uh, firefighting, when it comes to um, EMSing and uh, medicating, <laughs> medicating. You know what I mean? So anyways... With that, I will leave you with those five components. It's not an all-encompassing list, but I think right there, if you're doing and including those five things within your workout program, uh, you're going to be improving your fitness. You're going to be improving your performance. You're going to be reducing injuries and prolonging your career. If you're not doing one of those, those things, I encourage you to add them. If you're running a lot, not doing resistance training, start doing that. 
if you're doing body part training and you're not doing any mobility work and working on flexibility, start doing that. If you're not consistently working your core, start doing that. All these things integrated in are going to help you out. Now, of course, all of our FRF programs, I've mentioned them before, have all these components in them. They lay them out for you. You start with mobility and active movements. You uh, work into core and I, what I like to call prehab. You do your strength training, and then you incorporate in cardio workouts. One workout builds on the next. You might do full body training on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You might do interval training then on a Tuesday that incorporates fireground movement. Thursday is more of a recovery workout where you're just trying to get blood flow and work on your mobility. And then Saturday would be um, uh, something that you might want to work towards an event. So all of our programs are set up like that, except again, the super strong, which I think is something that if you are still curious and want to do body part training, that's the one for you. There's a link within the description of this blog on our workouts. I am here to help you out any way I can answer any questions with anything I can uh, do for you to help you get more fire rescue fit. Again, my name is Aaron Zamzow with firerescuefitness.com. I thank you so much for listening. We have uh, over 8,000 plays in the first couple months here, and I am floored with the response. So please let me know how else I can improve this, what other topics you want to hear. Stay safe. Get FRF, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fire Rescue Athlete Podcast with your host, Aaron Zamzow. Please tune in again soon for more fitness tips for fire rescue athletes.